Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. Coming up on this episode of The Entrepreneurial You. Absolute number one thing is focusing on getting customers and clients. Anything you do other than that is not actually growing your business. So I see entrepreneurs working on their website or business cards or brochures or having the perfect marketing sequences. The reality is those things don't grow your business if you're not talking to and selling to your perfect customers and clients. Hi, I'm Henneke Watkins-Portal, your inspirational leader and host of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Jamaica Stock Exchange. And now let's go to today's episode. My guest on episode 83 of the Entrepreneurial You podcast is an entrepreneur, speaker, and author whose businesses have reached over 3.5 million people around the world. He started his first business at the age of 19, and since then he has helped grow multiple six-figure businesses and teaches solo entrepreneurs how to exactly do that through his courses, programs, podcasts, and retreats. So without any further delay, it's my pleasure to make welcome Brian Lofromento to the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Welcome, Brian. Thanks so much, Hanukkah. I'm so excited to be here and give some huge value to your audience here today. Awesome. And I'm so looking forward. So based on media reports, what have you learned about the Jamaican culture, if anything? Yes, actually, I mean, we'll talk about it when we talk about my entrepreneurial journey. I am a massive soccer fan. So growing up, I always thought that Jamaica had one of the most athletic and exciting teams to watch. So I used to love watching guys like Waldy Harris, who's Jamaican, play soccer and as a little kid, that was always my perspective of the island. And obviously now today, we've all got to see Usain Bolt do his thing and spread his joy throughout the world. So I love Jamaica's influence on the world. Yeah. Woo-hoo. And so, you know, as a Jamaican, you know, recently I started asking my guests these questions and I didn't even realize how much, you know, of an impact it has, it has had on me when I hear other persons you know, from different countries speak about Jamaica and what they know. Some know very little. But, you know, more people talk about the impacts of the culture, the language, they talk about the sport and so on. So I'm really, as a Jamaican, I'm proud. It makes me proud to talk about that. Although that's not what the podcast is about, right? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Hanukkah, we could talk about it all day, all night, though. I'm down for it. (laughs) Right? (laughs) But anyway, nonetheless, we're going to be talking about that number one thing that new entrepreneurs must focus on to maximize their chance of success. But before we get into all of that, right? You started your first business at the age of 19 and you were able, as I mentioned in the intro, to grow and to help grow multiple six-figure businesses. Tell us about your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, so when I was 19, I was a freshman in college and Hanukkah, I was playing so many video games, it was crazy. And I realized, I was like, this is no way to spend four product, what should be productive years of my college life, especially when I'm paying good money to go to college. So I always had a real passion for soccer and a passion for writing and a passion for the internet. So I figured, why not write about soccer on the internet? 
And so I started a soccer blog after my freshman year of college, and I didn't intend for it to be a business. I had no clue what I was doing. But because I had a search engine optimization internship when I was 16 back in high school, I did know a little bit about how to grow a website's traffic organically. So fast forward to junior year of college, we had days where we were doing $1,000 in ad revenue a day. I had 20 writers working for me. I was flying to England all the time to accept awards, to go see soccer games. So it really took off from there. And then after I graduated, everyone was like, dude, how the heck did you do that as a teenager? Like, show me how to grow a business. Show me how to build a website. And so I started a web design and SEO agency. And I grew that to six figures really quickly alongside a business partner of mine. And two years into that journey, he got really burned out. He said, you know what? I'm not cut out to do this which is totally cool. Not everyone's made to be an entrepreneur, which is completely fine. It definitely takes a lot of hustle. It takes a certain sort of mindset that we can talk about here today. So from there, I really started branching out and I said, what am I meant to do on this planet? And that's when I realized, yeah, I loved growing my soccer blog. I loved growing my SEO agency. But w- what I really love doing is growing businesses. So I published my first book in 2015, launched one of the top business podcasts in the world a year later, started publishing courses and programs online, started hosting retreats all around the world. So from there, I've just really packaged up my philosophy of building businesses, businesses that are fun to run, businesses that are impactful and sharing that with the world. You know, it's not lost on me and I'm sure it's not lost on our community that you spoke of your love for soccer, your love for writing and your love for the Internet and how you are able to integrate all, you know, all those three elements into doing what you really love and, you know, combining and merging. That is phenomenal. And I believe that, you know, as people start or or think of starting businesses, look around to see what is it that I have in my hand? What am I gifted with? No, what do I love to do? What can I do? No, you know, what are my passions? And in doing that, there lies your answer. Yeah, I'm sure you hear it too. A lot of people when they come up to me, they're just like, oh, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I don't have a business idea. And I think that's crazy because business ideas are a dime a dozen. I mean, you could just Google 500 business ideas, and you will literally get a list of hundreds and hundreds of business ideas. So your business idea is not what's holding you back. I mean, I could give you 50 business ideas right here, right now on the air. Doesn't mean that they're right for you. So entrepreneurship is so exciting because it literally is you paving what your future is going to be. So you get to make those decisions up front, and it better be something that you enjoy doing. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, as you mentioned, you know, it takes a lot of dedication and determination because there are days when it's hard. It is hard and you're going to want to quit. And so understanding your why, understanding your passion and what what really is driving this business will keep you going. Yeah, totally. That's why one of my favorite concepts when it comes to the mindset of entrepreneurs is the dip that Seth Godin talks about, Mm -hmm. where he says we were all once as good at tennis as Roger Federer. Roger Federer wasn't born as the best tennis player on the planet. Mm -hmm. But when we start learning how to play tennis, we make some really quick results. You start hitting the ball over the net. Oh, my gosh, that's amazing. But then you hit a wall where it's really hard to make even more progress. It takes 10 times the work to make even a little bit more progress. Now, Roger Federer also hit that point, but when he hit that point, he kept going. Whereas Henneke, you and I, we didn't. We didn't focus on becoming professional tennis players. So there's a dip in everything that we do, even if it's entrepreneurship. So I love when new entrepreneurs start out and they're all excited and they hit the ground running. And I always say to them, please keep going 
even when it's not fun anymore because you will hit that point. You will hit that wall. And that's what's going to dictate your level of success or lack of success. Mm -hmm. And so many people, they look on and they see that you've grown six figure businesses and you're doing quite well, but they're not seeing the struggles that are going on behind the scenes. They're not seeing uh, the challenges that you're like, oh, my gosh, can this really happen? Yeah, totally. And people look at my lifestyle. So I moved to Los Angeles last year. I really live my dream life. I live right on the ocean. I play tennis every single day of my life. And people look at that and they're like, my gosh, you're so lucky. And that's the word that I really don't like, lucky. Because I always think when people call me lucky, I'm like, it wasn't lucky when I was sitting there in my dorm room during college for three years working 100-hour weeks putting the work in. That wasn't lucky. Every single thing that you see in my life and other entrepreneurs' lives today is a result of years of work. So, Hanika, you understand that as well as I do. This podcast didn't happen by mistake. You didn't just Skype a few entrepreneurs. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, every single thing. And that's what's so fun about life in general is your results today are the result of everything you've done over the past year, two years, three years, five years. And the work that you're doing today won't show up tomorrow. So it's really admirable when people put a podcast out into the world, when people run a successful business, because that is years of hard work. If you and I started a diet today, we're not going to show any results tomorrow. We're going to have to stick with it every single day and maybe we'll see some results six months from now. So nothing is the result of what we do today or yesterday. You know, as you talk about this um, this podcast too, and I remember like it's it's hard work. People see me putting out there and I'm speaking to people like yourself, uh, John Lee Dumas. In fact, I just got an endorsement from him as a podcast host and I thought that was great. But um, the work has to go in. You know, you don't let there, you have to be setting up your interviews. You have to be editing and doing all the production. Like for mm-hmm. some persons, they have different people who are doing different elements. But when you decide to do everything until you, you know, you, you outsource different aspects of it it's a lot of work you know an overnight success is usually 10 years in the making yep (laughs) couldn't agree more (laughs) (laughs) so given entrepreneurs generally start a business out of necessity or passion i want you to talk us through brian how do we build a customer-centered business that is not necessarily focused on our passion or out of a necessity so you're losing your job or you've lost your job and so you start a business as a result of that how do we build a customer-centered business Yeah, so my approach to building a business is always the same, no matter what people's situation is, whether it's a passion business or a necessity business, it doesn't matter. You should always remove yourself from the equation so that you can build your business around your dream customer. So I always tell newer entrepreneurs, I say, look, don't build your business around you, build your business around who you want to serve. So when you do that, that's why business ideas are a dime a dozen, because when you do that, now you can start thinking of a million different businesses and you get to choose an audience that you do want to work with. So it still has that element of you at the heart of it. But when you sit down and you say, who do I want to serve? Do I want to help high school seniors who are looking to ace their SATs and get into their dream school? Cool. You can launch courses. You can launch in-person tutoring. There's a million different business ideas around that. Do I want to help podcasters who want their podcast to hit top 100 in the world? Cool. There's a lot of things you can do there. You can either do a done-for-you service. You could do consulting. You could do coaching. You can have an online course. You could host retreats for podcasters. There's so much you can do, but it really starts with the customer. It's customer centric. And that means everything you do. Who do you serve? 
How do you serve them? What is your product or service? How do you get it out in front of them? So any marketing question you have, the good news is you can take that pressure off of you because if you're customer centric, then all you have to do is think about your customer. Well, where would my customers want to see this message? What would my customers want my marketing to say? Then everything you do is customer centric and it's not about you. So you don't have to look inward for the answers because none of us inherently have the answers. You can look outward at your dream customers and clients. That is so profound. Do not look inward. And I think that's where a lot of us make that mistake. We're looking, oh, what do I like? What do I want? And we're building a business around us uh, rather than going out to the customer, doing what is necessary to get that information. Who is your ideal customer? And build your avatar, focusing on that one person. Because when you try and reach everybody, you reach absolutely nobody. Exactly. And like I said, it still has that element of you. I mean, I know absolutely nothing about yoga, for example. So do I want to serve yoga teachers? No. I mean, it's it's just not something that I inherently understand. It's not a niche that I'm passionate about. So I don't have to serve them. So sit down and decide on an audience that you want to serve and then build everything around them. So amazing. A great point at which we can take a break. So let's take a break. This review comes from Rafael Delametro out of the USA. And he or she says, well, I think it's he, Rafael, learned a lot from episode 12. The host does a great job and the sound quality is on point. Thank you so much, Raphael, for that review. And I encourage all of you who are listening to please leave me a rate and review in iTunes. I would certainly appreciate that. And you will have an opportunity to have it aired live on the Entrepreneurial You podcast. So thank you. Keep the reviews coming. So you want to start your podcast, but you don't know where to host it. Go to HennekaWatkinsWarter.com and claim your one month free of podcast hosting on Blueberry. Or if you already have your host, but aren't getting statistics on your podcast, you can claim one month free stats from Blueberry at HennekaWatkinsPorter.com. That's HennekaWatkinsPorter.com. Go right now and claim your one month free statistics. Do you have a product or service to put out to the world, but you don't know where to begin? Do you have an idea for a blog, but think that having a website is just way too expensive? Do you want to start a website, but don't know where to begin? If you answered yes to any of these questions, visit HennekaWatkinsPorter.com and sign up to HostGator Web Hosting. For as little as $2.75 per month, you can have the perfect option for your small site or blog. You'll have user-friendly building tools and unlimited domains. Go to HennekaWatkinsPorter.com and sign up now for your perfect website. Welcome back. And if you're just joining me, then I have as my guest, Brian Lofermento, who is an entrepreneur, speaker, and author. And we're talking about entrepreneurship and focusing on the customer. We spoke earlier about Brian's entrepreneurial journey. And now we are going to be heading into something that's just, just as exciting, which is talking a little about Brian's book, Wantpreneur to Entrepreneur, What You Really Need to Know to Start Your First Business. What do I really need to know to start my first business, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> it's a loaded question, Hanukkah. I love it. 
<laughs> so the book really covers a lot of things that you're not going to read in other business books. I mean, actually, the subtitle on the book from Dave Roganmoser, who's a seven-figure entrepreneur, he said, this is the stuff not taught in business school. And the reason why he says that and other people say good things about the book is because it focuses on everything from not just the strategy, but also the mindset. Because at the end of the day, if you don't persist, chances are people listening to this, Seneca, they've already started a business, they've stopped, they've quit, they've succeeded a little bit, they've quit again. It's really not strictly about the business strategy because business is really easy when you break it down. It's all about having something people want or need and selling it to them. So the book really dives in, how do you execute that in the most efficient and clean way possible? How do you build a business that you'll enjoy so that you can avoid burnout? I mean, I've had a business partner burnout. I know what that looks like. I know how to start a business the wrong way. So the book really focuses on the mindset, focuses on the strategy, focuses on a lot of the stuff we talked about today, which is how do you be customer centric? How do you extrapolate all the answers that you need from your ideal customer or client, top to bottom, start to finish. And actually, it's really cool. Just yesterday on Facebook, I saw one of my book readers post a stack of books that she reads. It was like six or seven books that she goes back to and reads every single year. So it's something that even I like to revisit because it's things that we so often forget and we get lost amidst the daily struggle of trying to grow a successful business. Mm -hmm. And I think we've made the point uh, a, new, a number of times right here that it's not really about the ideal. You know, an ideal is a dime a dozen. They really are. So, you know, there are, there are several hundreds of ideas that we can have to start a business. What's important really is the execution. I think that you bring that point home so clearly and so poignantly. Thank you so much for that, Brian. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. I mean, literally, that's what it comes down to, Henneke. How many entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs have you and I both interacted with personally? And they always say to me, oh, but, you know, your business is so easy to copy. Aren't you worried about competitors? My answer always is, I know that most other people are going to quit. I'm not worried about competition. Henneke, how many other entrepreneurs also have entrepreneurship-related podcasts? That's mm -hmm. fine because you know that you're going to persist. Most of those other people who launch business podcasts, they're going to quit. So mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. It's all about that persistence and execution. Yeah. The question is, were you built to last? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. <laughs> so what's the number one thing really to focus on? Bring that home a little for me. The number one thing to focus on, focus on as a new entrepreneur. Yeah, absolute number one thing is focusing on getting customers and clients. Anything you do other than that is not actually growing your business. So I see entrepreneurs working on their website or business cards or brochures or having the perfect marketing sequences. The reality is those things don't grow your business if you're not talking to and selling to your perfect customers and clients. So especially when you're just starting out. You need to be selling and selling is not sexy. And that's why we don't talk about it very much on podcasts. But unless you are selling, you are literally not making money as an entrepreneur, which is different from corporate America. If you go to your job tomorrow and you don't do any work, you're still going to get paid. But as entrepreneurs, if you go to work tomorrow and you don't sell anything, you literally made zero dollars. So particularly for newer entrepreneurs, it's all about focusing on sales. And you know, it's funny because one of the things, I remember the fear that crippled me before I decided to quit my full-time employment and to go into my business full-time was 
the things, one of the main things was that I'm not going to be able to get this full time, the salary every, every month, you know, this uh, secured salary. I'm going to have to make sure that I work for it and that the business makes sales. And that was a, that was a very heavy burden for me until I decided, you know what? I have to do this. Yeah, I want to call one thing out there, Henneke, because a lot of entrepreneurs do call it a burden. And I like the fact that you use that word because it can either be a burden or a blessing. So Mm -hmm. I was in a similar situation. I had $80,000 in student loan debt. And I remember I worked in corporate for 10 months before after graduation, before I said, what the heck am I doing here? I was meant to start a business. And during those 10 months, people would be like, dude, why are you working? Like, you should be running your own thing. And I always said, I've got $80,000 in student loan debt. Like I need that steady paycheck. And then it hit me one day that because of those $80,000 in student loan debts, that's why I should be doing my own thing. Mm -hmm. I could have worked the next 30 years in corporate and not paid those things off. Now, as an entrepreneur, I paid them off in two years, which was the best feeling in the world. So you can either look at your situation as a burden or a reason for you to even take that next step and a reason for you to do something exceptional and extraordinary. So yeah, whatever situation it is, there's obviously people who have been in a worse situation than you are. And you should look at that as motivation rather than something that holds you back. And you know, you're so right, because initially that's the mindset I had. But once I shifted the mindset, once I shifted my thinking into seeing it as an opportunity, you know, to be um, to be free and freedom for me means that I'm able to do the things that I want to do on a daily basis. Now, you know, as a new entrepreneur, we we have sometimes thoughts that, oh, you know, we're going to work maybe two hours for the day or three. And, and that's going to be it. That's another story because the reality of it is that you don't end up working two or three hours for the day. Sometimes you end up not only not working two or three hours for the day and you're spending all that time working and now you have to learn strategies to balance, right? Yeah. And it's funny you you brought up the term freedom. So freedom is the primary reason why I do what I do. And I was talking to an entrepreneur a few months ago who said, oh, you know, my business can't take off because I'm so far away from my family and it's so tough on me. And I said to her, I said, yeah, my business took off because I'm so far away from my family, because I realized if I can succeed with this, I'll have the freedom to fly home and see them whenever I want to. I mean, Henneke, I'm boarding a plane seven days from now and spending a few weeks on the East Coast because I just want to hang out with family for a few weeks. I have that luxury because my business has grown. So again, your reasons for not succeeding are somebody else's somebody else's reasons for succeeding. Indeed, indeed. Any final thoughts you want to share with us, Brian? No, that's that's the biggest thing for me is focus on getting those sales because it is your obligation. If you have a product or service that helps people, it's your obligation to sell it to people, to sell is to serve. And that's the only thing that's going to grow your business. Absolutely profound. The number one thing that we need to focus on as new entrepreneurs is sales. If you're not selling, you don't have a business. At this point, Brian, I'm going to ask you to share with us. I know you have a giveaway for our community of peak performers. I'm going to ask you to share that with me. And while you do that, also share how we might get in touch with you. Yeah, awesome. So I'm actually so excited for the first time this year. We're actually shipping free paperback copies of my book, 
wantrepreneur to entrepreneur all around the world. Last year, we were doing it for people just in the United States, but now we figured out the logistics. We can ship these things anywhere in the world. All people have to do is pay for shipping and handling so they can claim their free copy. It's a physical copy of Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur. So they can claim that at imetbrian.com. Now that they've met me here on your podcast, just go straight to imetbrian.com. Amazing, amazing sauce. Thank you so much. We were really, really thrilled to have you here. Uh, it was a pleasure talking with you, sharing your getting about your sharing about your entrepreneurial journey, insights into how to move from one uh, entrepreneur to entrepreneur. So thank you so much, Brian, and I wish you all the best as you continue to succeed in business. Thanks so much, Hanukkah, and thanks for everything that you do. We have come to the end of another great episode of the Entrepreneur You podcast. Remember to subscribe in Apple Podcasts and download all the episodes that you would have missed if you have not already subscribed and downloaded the episodes and play them to the end as well because good stuff is always at the end too. So do that as well as go and leave a rate and review right now. I'd appreciate that. It helps a lot because I put a lot of effort into creating this free content and it does help when I know that it is of significant value to you. So show your love by going to Apple Podcasts and just leave a rate and review. And when you leave that review, do send me an email at hennikawatkisporto at gmail.com because I'd love to be able to read them in an upcoming episode. And if I'm not notified, I won't know it's there because unless you go into all the different stores in Apple, there is no way that I can actually know that a review was left or a current review was left. So it's important that when you leave your review, you send me an email, let me know about it so I can go look for it and read it live on an episode of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Henneke Watkins-Porto. Remember, you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. What good?